Hello, everyone, and welcome back. <laughs> I hate, I hate Every you, single every... time that you do the intro. Every time without fail. Am I funny? Is this yes. <laughs> you just don't know that you are, but you are. You don't no. admit the fact. Oh, I'm funny. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, we left the door open. Shit. <laughs> Still saving that. No, definitely. Hell yeah. Still recording. Hell yeah. Oh, there's a loud uh -oh. door being closed. <laughs> <sighs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fast Pass, the history podcast in close to 30 minutes or less. One more time, I was moving my chair. And God the chair damn it, loud. Jason. Megan. How many shit. times have we been doing this? 22, motherfucker. And that's not counting those we had to re-record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad. I do the heavy breathing sometimes. <laughs> Hello everyone! Welcome back to Fast Past the History. <laughs> what is so funny about that? <laughs> just, just the segue from just the funny moment into introduction. <laughs> okay, let me, let me make this funny. Um, less funny. Uh -uh. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Fast Past the History podcast in close to thirty minutes or less. As always, I'm Megan, and I am dying of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, there are five Thursdays this month. Who knew that? I sure as hell didn't. Not us at all. This is a impromptu episode. January doesn't want to end. It's. It feels like. It feels, it feels like, the like it's February. And shortest month at the same time, right? Yeah, it feels like it's February. Like it really wants to be February, but it's just like not ready to take that next step. And then it feels like random days. Like today, I woke up and I was like, "Oh, it's Friday." And then I was like, "It's Monday." It's. <laughs> it's not Friday. It's not Monday. It's like Tuesday. It's like all of a sudden <laughs> it's Saturday. So like I should be at work right now. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's not Saturday. It's not Saturday. So that what is what January has been for us. Yeah, it's been a time. So today we're going to talk about a president, well, a snapshot. Snapped? Why did I say snapped? snapped. A snapshot. <laughs> a snapshot. <laughs> snapped shot. We're going to talk about a snapshot of the president. I'm going to take that back. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> so today we're going to talk about a president of the United States and a snapshot of his presidency. Yeah, because we know how much you love presidents. I want to. I want to see how this one goes. Love presidents. To be honest, I think there's like five that I genuinely think did a good job. Uh, this president was not one of them. Oh God, was it Harrison? William Henry Harrison. That one. N no, I can't hate a man that died six months into office, even though he forgot to wear a coat, and it's totally his fault. Rip. This president. See if you can guess. Promoted himself as a man of the people, a simple man. One who was going to drain out corruption and usher in a new age for the American people. I thought we were doing a history podcast while you're talking about Trump. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. This isn't Trump. This is Andrew motherfucking Jackson. Oh. Isn't it funny how similar their platforms are? Minus the whole simple man thing. We both know that Trump is not that. No, he, he's, he's extra. He's yeah. extra as fuck. He is. History man, it never ceases to repeat itself if we don't learn from it. Mm -hmm. They actually wrote a musical about this man. It's called Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. I haven't seen it, but it's on my list of things to do. Yeah, the title doesn't paint him in a good light at all. <laughs> yeah. So, I personally think he was one of the worst presidents in the history of the United States. But, of course, not everyone feels that way and not everyone felt that way at the time. See, people lined up to see him get inaugurated. Then-Senator Robert Y. Hayne of South Carolina said his victory was, quote, a triumph of principle over intrigue, of truth over falsehood. In one word... Of people over corruption. Yeah. Parallels are astounding, aren't they? Yeah. Didn't realize until I started writing this episode that that. It's a, it's a little close. It's a little, uh, 
little little too similar. Similar. Similar? Similar. Similar. <laughs> Look, dude. It got me so messed up that my words ain't coming out right. And I mean, okay, take that for what you will, what the senator said. Um, He was a southern senator who really was more interested and concerned with keeping his way of life than anything else. Okay, yeah, no, that sounds about right. Yeah. But I also find it interesting that this man was so gung-ho about Jackson because Jackson was not very educated and he had very little experience in politics. Hmm. So, I mean, while some people adored the new route the United States was taking, others were flat out appalled at what the country had become. I mean, mm. let's break it down. He was a frontier brawler. Wonderful. A duelist. Great. He had a horrible temper, which would cause him to get into fistfights. Great. Stabbings. Wonderful. And cause deaths, of course, which he caused because he's still alive. Jeez. This man we put into office along with big names like Washington and Jefferson. And while both Washington and Jefferson had several problems of their own, at least they were educated and a bit more dignified than this man. Ah, really, really doing himself wonders right now. We're off to a great start. We're off to the races. And, And it's not to say that someone who is not a politician cannot be president, but you'll see why he should not have been president. Yeah. So let's talk about some highlights of his presidency. And by that, of course, I mean, let's talk about some awful things that he did. This is going to be a long podcast. This if is we a do snapshot. That. So I only snapshot. got four. Okay. Nice and quick. All right. First, the spoil system. The spoil system is the practice of discharging members of the defeated political party from public office and replacing them with members of the winning party. Which is obviously extremely problematic. Oh, yeah. He used this to get rid of all of the wealthy people, which... Doesn't sound like too bad of an idea. Yeah. But he used it to get rid of the wealthy people who were previously in the cabinet and replace them with his friends, i.e. nepotism. Yeah. Ugh. His friends were people who had the same values as him or people who wouldn't put up a fight. Now, he rarely actually confided in these people, but it was still not a great start to the presidency for him. Yeah, I mean, considering these people had been in cabinet before they knew what they were doing and you're replacing them with people who have no idea and typically no political background as well. Nepotism is a great way to start off your political experience. Yay. Just fire all the people who know what they're doing. And replace them with people who don't. And put put in yes men. What is what does this remind me of? Something that <laughs> Ah, more parallels. <laughs> so similar. What? what is happening? And we're not okay. And this was not even meant to be this kind of episode, but okay. Second He did not believe in something called nullification. Mm -hmm. Now, this basically stated that any state had the right to nullify a law that the federal government made, which they deemed unconstitutional. Okay. So let's say I put into effect, I'm president, um, a law that made it illegal for for people to wear sports jerseys. Okay. This is going to be a bad example, of course, but you'll get the idea. We have weirder, more specific and (laughs) odd laws, so you're fine. So this would be considered unconstitutional because the First Amendment grants freedom of expression. Mm -hmm. Now, the states would have the right to nullify this, but because he did not believe in nullification, they no longer had that right. They had to just deal with the laws from the federal government, even if they were unconstitutional or what they deemed. So this unconstitutional law is forced upon these states, even though the states know that it's unconstitutional. Yeah, I mean... Because they can't say no to it because he didn't believe in it. Yeah, I mean, some things may perceive to be unconstitutional to some states, and that's why you have checks and balances. Yes. But when you have no checks and balances, it becomes totalitarianism. (laughs) Yes. So he believed that nullification, quote, exceeded the limitations of states' rights and tolerance of such a practice would destroy the union, end quote. 
this became a huge problem with South Carolina. Ah, uh, if only the Senator Haynes could see his words now. They opposed this tariff of abominations. This was a protective tariff that taxed all foreign goods in an effort to boost the sales of U.S. products to protect the northern manufacturers from cheap British cloth, which doesn't sound too bad. No. It'll help promote... Uh, American cloth producers. American cloth producers. That should be okay. Yeah. But for the South, it ended up decreasing the English demand for raw cotton, which was their livelihood. The whole thing they did down there, yep. Yeah. So Jackson tried to reform the tariff instead of nullifying it, which made South Carolina pass the Ordinance of Nullification, which made the tariff null and void. They also threatened to secede from the Union. Did I not just say history repeats itself? Is, God, this, is that the times? theme of the episode? Didn't they start the first one? Yeah. And they're they... going to start another one? Yeah. I mean, look, wow. South Carolina don't play. I mean, you did literally take away their whole livelihood. What do you expect kind of thing? You know, what do you, what do you expect? Yeah. And Jackson, being the political man that he is, handled it the worst possible way <laughs> and threatened military intervention to collect the South Carolina money that was owed from the tariffs. Bold decisions here. Bold choices for sure. And one that tainted his party forever. Now, this was back before we had solidified political parties that were always changing. So yeah. his political party always had this uh, almost war on their shoulders. So, so yeah. far, uh, not looking so great for Jackson. I wonder why I don't care for him. I don't. Hmm. I don't wonder. Let's add some more reasons, shall we? Oh, God. Hold on. Are we talking, like, how, 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 how bad do we want to get? Just throw me the worst one. Indian Removal Act. Indian Removal Act. Sure. Jackson committed a genocide with this act. Now, yeah. okay, let's get a little technical here. Technically. Technically, it's not considered a genocide because it happened before the creation of the word. However, it is a genocide because it fits all the criteria, so that's what I consider it. You can argue that it's a genocide, you just can't label it as a genocide, so I'm considering it a genocide. Yes. There we go. Now, the problem with early America is that it was ever-growing which obviously conflicted with the people who already lived here because the Americans thought that it was their right to have as much land as they wanted for whatever reason they wanted. Manifest destiny. Manifest destiny. Before manifest destiny was a real thing. Oh, great. Now, Jackson felt the pressure to expand the land, and how else could he do this without getting rid of the indigenous people that resided here for generations? Am I right? There's no way. It's impossible. No, of course not. So we got to just get rid, get of, rid of them. Get rid of them. So the Indian Removal Act was signed into law by Jackson on May 28, 1830. It gave the president power to negotiate removal treaties with the indigenous people. This bill made them give up their land east of the Mississippi in exchange for land west of the Mississippi. Which was poorer land. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Jackson had always been in favor of forceful removal of the indigenous people. In 1814, before he was president, he had commanded the U.S. forces, which defeated part of the Creek Nation, thereby gaining 22 million acres of land in southern Georgia and central Alabama for white settlers. On God, I hate that president as well. Just like, oh yeah, no, you can just force him out. That was Madison. The problem is, it's just like... Just just force him out. That's fine. Just just push him out. It was such a... Uh, it, but the, this like idea of of I don't know that they were the they deserved this land like it was yeah. theirs to take was so deeply rooted in their their like the roots of this country that based on the British you really haven't yeah you kind of I mean you really can only blame the British and then everyone else for not like breaking that yeah. ideology but great so yeah it makes sense that this guy would pass a law like this does it not now. Some indigenous populations went willingly, 
Some resisted and some were also tricked. This was the case for the Cherokee. Mm -hmm. Now, there were some issues signing the removal treaty. One was that uh, there was an illegitimate treaty. And then some people who signed another treaty weren't recognized leaders. Either way, it was a mix up. And the Cherokee were given two years to migrate voluntarily. And if they did not, they would be forcibly removed. That was in 1836. Flash Uh. forward to 1838. Two years after they signed this treaty or got tricked into it. Mm-hmm. Only 2,000 people had migrated and 16,000 remained on their land. 16,000. What ensued next is what we call the Trail of Tears. Mm-hmm. The U.S. government sent around 7,000 troops who did some pretty awful things to these people. They put them in stockades. They refused to let them take any belongings with them. And they had them watch while these white soldiers raided their homes. Then they forced them to march. And there were a lot of other horrible things they did, but... For the sanctity of time and to make this a less depressing episode, I'm skipping them. Four, I said that as this is the next line. 4,000 Cherokee died of cold, hunger, and disease on their way to Western lands. This is unforgivable. This is awful that the U.S. signed off on a treaty like this, that they gave Jackson the power to make a treaty like this, and that they pretty much hide this from textbooks now. 4,000 people who didn't have to die but the u.s's ego and superiority complex just had to kick in and just demand that they take what is quote theirs rightfully theirs which isn't at all but that is the theme of uh, early american history oh it's and, so uh, agitating lastly there's more yeah i kind of wish there wasn't but um, even talking about these four things are only a tiny scratch into the Jackson presidency. Oh, dear. So we'll probably get back to him later. Snippet. Snippet. This is a snapshot. Snippet. What did I say? Snapshot? It's a snapshot snippet. Snapshot. Snapship it. Oh. <laughs> Ship it. I feel, like, I feel like that was almost a bad word. It was. <laughs> Lastly, let's talk about how he ruined the economy for years to follow. Oh, God. Bank war. Bank war. Bank war. Now, President Jackson thought that the state's governments should be as important as the federal governments. Yes. The the state's rights amend, uh, start bar, de, bar, the state's rights argument. Yes, an argument that happened all throughout early America as well. Yeah. See, we had a national bank that was set up by one of his predecessors called the Bank of the United States. Mm-hmm. Well, Jackson thought this was a source of tyranny over the lower and middle classes and therefore sought to destroy it. Because, of course. He um, reduced the bank's economic power and acted against the advice of his cabinet members the one time he took their advice. Hold on. Uh, the cabinet members that he put in? Yeah. Yeah. You know it's even bad when they even when say When your no. friends are telling you, hey, this is a bad idea, maybe you should listen, even though they have no political or business experience. It's just like, what, how many red flags... And lights do we need to flash at this man for him to realize, you're an idiot, don't do this. He was a man of the people. He was simple man. Train. Very simple. Yeah. He didn't say simple-minded. Simple. Simple. He forgot the minded part. So he went against these cabinet members and he announced that starting October 1st, 1833, federal funds would no longer be deposited into the Bank of the United States. He vetoed the charter for the National Bank, which was supposed to be up in three years. And instead, he placed the money in 89 various state banks, which are known as pet banks in a derogatory way, of course. Because what could possibly go wrong? Of course, not moving your entire economic system, um, 
poorly. And splitting it into 89, 89 pieces. 89 pieces in different states. Okay. Oh, so now, God. <laughs> Nicholas Biddle, he was the then president of the National Bank. He was furious about this attack, obviously. Same. So he got um, guidance from Henry Clay, and Henry decided to tell him to apply for a new charter, even though the charter was not set to expire until 1836 in three years. Power move. Power move. We love political statements. We love it. Yeah. So this was great because the recharter actually passed in both the House and the Senate super easily. Perfect. It was Andrew Jackson who vetoed it saying, quote, the bank is trying to kill me, but I will kill it. The fuck? That's our president, guys. That was our president. Not my president. Hashtag not my president. Hashtag no. Man, he really did not care about the people. So... Teddy Roosevelt wouldn't let this happen. Teddy Roosevelt would not let this happen. Now, obviously, the transition from national bank to pet banks was not great at all. There was a national economic distress and crisis. Doing good, doing great. It was just a stupid thing to do, especially because the economy was doing so well under this organized national bank. And now that we don't have it, you see how much power banks have. Yeah, so literally his jealousy fucked us up. Yeah, a little bit. Great. Great. He was uh, an idiot. He was an idiot, and he was jealous, and uh, I'm mad. Yep. And the rest, for now, is history. Oh. (laughs) I came into this without a headache, and now I have a headache. Thanks, Andrew Jackson. Yeah, this morning I was like, hmm, should I do an episode on Andrew Jackson or Pablo Neruda? And I was like, I love Pablo Neruda. I hate Andrew Jackson. I wrote a hate paper on Andrew Jackson. So let's do do a hate paper on Andrew Jackson. Uh, thank you, U.S. History, too. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, if you want to, like, check out our sources and or let us know other episodes that uh, you might be interested in listening to, <laughs> uh, email us at fastpasspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can check out our Twitter f- at fastpass1. Yeah, I sometimes post historical memes of the day. They're yeah. pretty good. I'm not just saying that because I'm biased. I don't hate them. They're enjoyable. They're enjoyable. They're, I mean, in like an awful way sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and until next time. Bye-bye. bye-bye. Should we tell them about our Black History Month special? Or now we make it a surprise? Yeah, we'll make it a surprise. Make it a surprise. There's going to be a, there's gonna be a special, but they're not going to know about it. Because I'm definitely not going to keep this part in right here, <laughs> right at the end. Oh, definitely. Definitely not. Uh-huh. What? What February is just a month of Valentine, and not shit. No, it's it's Black History Month. Yeah, I know so it's Black History. Oh, I you... thought we were keeping. What are we keeping silent? Not that we're doing a whole month of people of um, black people that should be more prominent in history, history and events that should be more prominent in history that are typically overshadowed by white savior narratives. Not things that people should that remember or anything. It's not like it's important to history of uh literally what is that half of the world oh a whole fucking lot yeah a whole fucking fucking lot anyways no don't anyways just cut it off there anyways yeah cut it off there jason cut it off where there i'm so tired i'm so tired as well hello nice to meet you